You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Can you believe it's Friday already? I can never believe it's Friday. The, the, the days just go flying by. They do. They do. Craziest thing. This becomes the first place. I am ground zero, the first place in the world where they are going to supposedly start restricting people from entering supermarkets if you are not vaccinated against COVID-19. That is a huge, huge story. Not even the Australians. My God, they'll drag you off to a concentration camp in Australia before they stop you from going into a supermarket. In France, they will still allow you into a supermarket. In Italy and Switzerland, I haven't seen this anywhere else in the world, but right here, they're going to try it. And I think that that is absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable. That just shows how much they're going for broke. I mean, the elites, they're going for broke. This is going to cause a backlash of epic proportion. Exactly what we said 18 months ago was going to happen if these governments did not stop what they were doing. The ones that tried, to their credit, the ones that tried to stand up, the individuals in the governments that tried to stand up, a few things happened. Resignations and... Uh, one of them, uh, well, actually, the one that uh, that approved this deal here uh, about blocking people from going into supermarkets if you're unvaxxed, his predecessor, he fell in front of a moving train about a year and a half ago. Uh, it's just it's it's unfortunate. It's how that you know it's how those things happen. He he just he fell in front of a moving train. Um, yeah, that's just one of those unfortunate things. Same thing with the uh, the CEO of a uh, uh, Volkswagen. How they said no 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 we're not we're not gonna. We're not going to get involved in any of this electric car garbage. We're not we're not messing with that stuff. He didn't last too long either. Now, all of a sudden, the next day, huh? Well, new CEOs in. Yeah, we're uh, we're going to get started on electric cars as soon as possible. BMW, the CEO of BMW said, we're not going to stop making gasoline powered cars. We're not going to stop doing that. Would that take 24 hours, 36 hours? And he was out publicly yeah. saying, no, nah, that, that was a mistake. That was taken out of context. Of course, we're going to start making electric cars. We're going to start immediately. <laughs> it is laughable. I asked the question the other day, how bad is it? How bad is it? Are they threatening to murder your family? Is that it? Is that what it is? Is that how much you are in hawk to these people? What, you thought you were going to go into politics and you were going to uh, have some nice, cushy life with no worries and no cares? Ladies and gentlemen, that's not how it works. That is not how it works. You go into politics because you're compromised or you're willing to do the bidding or you don't climb that ladder. You sit on one or two committees your career and that's that's it. That's all you do. But if you want to work your way up, well, then you've got to sell your own people out. I look at these actions that are being taken now, and it's just like any totalitarian government that is losing the arguments. They just get further and further into the insanity and the craziness, and the whole thing becomes a madhouse. That's what it is, and that's where they are. They have to do something else. They have to create so much civil unrest that it masks the amount of people that are being killed by these vaccines. That's what it's all about. They need a smokescreen. That's what it is. I got another story here today of... Actually, Mike just sent me a separate one. We'll go over that in a second. I got another story here today of a fully vaccinated, <clears throat> vaccinated, fully vaccinated Florida dad dies of COVID after a month long battle in the hospital. You know, I told you yesterday I heard about somebody that's down for five weeks 
took the second, the, took the two shot Pfizer or whatever it was. They're down ill for five weeks. And they, oh, it's just the flu. You're down with the flu for five weeks? I don't think so. I don't think so. 58-year-old Florida di- uh, Florida father died of COVID-19 last month despite being fully vaccinated. He got the one shot in J&J, the one they say that is, uh, oh yeah, it's, uh, that's the least uh, risky out of all of them, not from this man's uh, position. Yeah. Uh, he was given the one dose J&J back in March. Yeah, it took quite some time. Yeah, it took quite some time. 46 weeks is what we were told. In the beginning, 46 weeks is the window. And we're rapidly approaching that 46-week mark, aren't we? And now we're starting to see mm-hmm. it. You're seeing 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds. You're seeing uh, 37-year-olds, 28-year-olds. I mean, it's happening. This is this is happening. Uh, you can't deny this. You cannot deny this. You can't cover this up forever. And those numbers, like if you, if you go by the VAERS report, those numbers are not accurate. They say that's anywhere between 1% and 4%. Those are not accurate. This man, according to his wife, who I guess she probably had it too, she says he did what he was supposed to do. He did what he was told to do. He was trying to protect his family, and he just felt like it was the right thing to do. He felt that if he did get COVID, he would not die, that it would save him. Uh Uh-huh. She explained that her husband had no pre-existing conditions, yet he tested positive for COVID-19 on August 2nd. At first, he only had a cough, but his symptoms soon worsened to the point where he had to be rushed to the Palm Beach Gardens Medical Center and get put on a ventilator. They put him straight on that. What do you think that's going to do to him? That's probably what killed him was that. Doctors eventually told his wife that he was no longer able to get oxygen through any means. They called us and said, you know, we just can't give him any more oxygen. He's getting to 100% and he's failing. And at that point, we all went to the hospital and we got there just in time to say goodbye. You know what? They're doing a really good job at hiding these things, these deaths. They're doing a really good job at hiding these. Remember, during the Second World War, a lot of Germans were oblivious to what was going on in the concentration camps. The Nazis did a very efficient job at hiding them. Who do you think these people are that we're dealing with? You talk about Trump being a fascist dictator. Who's behaving like one? Eventually, this is going to come to a point where they're not going to be able to hide it anymore because the medical staff that they're now firing are going to go public. They're all going to go public and they're all going to be exposed. And the ones that are in the hospitals now, the doctors, the nurses, the nurse practitioners and whoever else is involved in this, they're getting paid big bucks to keep their mouths shut. I'm sorry, that doesn't excuse you on the other side of this. Do you understand? All you people in these hospitals, that doesn't excuse you. You will be held accountable for that. You are complicit in murdering these people. Governor Cuomo is not going to have anything on this. Excuse me, former Governor Cuomo is not going to have anything on this. He's another one that's going to have to be tracked down and arrested and brought to heel after all this is said and done. You see, eventually these people are going to go on the run once people have finally had enough of it. And the numbers in the streets are showing it. They're showing it. Now they're going to hit you with an energy crisis. They're going to hit you with food shortages and all the rest of it because they need to create the civil unrest. They need the backlash to hide their guilt and their failures. Mike just sent me this article from uh, from Boston. Massachusetts State Police Sergeant remains in ICU. Agency confirms illness. The state police are alerting that a sick trooper's family is requesting privacy as the officer battles for his life and remains in an intensive care unit. The family of hospital of the hospitalized department member asked the media to respect their privacy during this time. That was a department spokesman uh, who said that in an email uh, because the media is asking questions. They're all over it, I guess. Uh, The department has neither released nor confirmed the name of the member who is ill. This is a 19-year veteran of the Massachusetts State Police. 
He's married, has two children. He's at Brigham and Women's Hospital, confirmed Tuesday. A patient with his name is in intensive care, but no further details were divulged. Now, this all comes as the force faces an October 17th vaccine mandate or being or face being fired, according to Governor Baker up there. The order only granted exemptions for those who had medical or religious grounds to reject the vaccine. That's what they're going to run into over here. You've got a large you've got a population of people over here that are 80 percent Catholic. What about the people that can't? Have you have you sick people even thought of that? Have you even thought of that? What about the people that have naturally overactive immune systems? And if they take something like this, it will kill them. Do you have any idea what you people are going to do? Any idea? Do you have any if, any remorse about what's what's being done? Anything? Even even people that are prone to things like uh, blood clots or heart condition or any of those kind of things, the vaccine isn't approved for those people as it will kill them. I mean, so... <laughs> Yes, a very important question about this. Apparently, now this is a, it's, I don't think this is in the article, but uh, Mike had sent me uh, had sent me this. He says this officer apparently took this vaccine, and the department has released a statement uh, in agreement that the jab did cause it, but the governor is mandating it anyway. And Bruce, you asked a very interesting question, and I was asking myself this question yesterday as I'm I'm sitting here and we're talking about these these teenagers that are literally falling over dead on the Zoom calls with their classmates. And the question you asked was, do people not understand yet that they want you dead? Do they not get it? Do you not understand? I mean, our listeners, we're sitting here, we're preaching to the choir. Obviously, they understand this. Otherwise, they wouldn't be listening to us, right? That's my assumption anyway. But to the average moron out there on the street, I'm seeing people walking around again outside alone with a mask on. And they're probably double jabbed. What the hell's wrong with you people? We're over a year into this and you can't see this by now? There's no hope for you. There's no hope for you. None. How do you not get that these people, these insane, sick elites and these governments that are doing their bidding, these clipboard peddling morons in these public health departments, how do you not understand what they're trying to do? How do you not get it yet? It's got to be pretty damn obvious. Yeah, I, I know that that question does sound, I don't know, extreme, I guess. But look at the facts we have before us. Look at what's going on here. When you when you look at VAERS, just as an example, VAERS shows that there's more deaths uh, from this vaccine alone than there have been from all previous vaccines over the last hundred years. Combined. Combined. Yes. So we, we know that in the younger generations, you see heart problems that arise from taking the vaccine. I mean, uh, like the family that went in to get the flu shot and were given the COVID um, vaccine, quote unquote vaccine by accident. Yeah, sure. Um, and then the kids have uh, myocarditis. How do we come to any other conclusion that they're not trying to kill us at this point? What, what else do you come to the conclusion of? Either they're 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 trying to put you under their thumb and uh, more control of your your life, your systems, everything. You you have no more autonomy, or is it they're just trying to kill us? I mean, th there's not many options here on on what's going on. There's really not. There's really not. And then of course you have the whole thing about the the climate thing, and then all of your carbon stuff that's coming that, that they're announcing now about the the do economy card. You know, like the carbon credit card and all the rest of it. They're they're openly telling you that you're going to eat worms and 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 weeds and drink sewage water from Bill Gates. They're openly saying that. I I don't know what other the conclusion to come to. I mean, they're trying to put the populace back into the peasant, the the lord and lady and the peasants and and. Like we're, we're trying to go back to that whole system. We aren't trying to do that. They are the elite. They're trying to push us back into that system and then using technology to do it. 
And if they have to crack a few eggs on the on the the, the way to making an omelet, so be it. That's how you do it. And that that's kind of what's going on now. Uh, they don't care if they're going to kill off a bunch of people in the process. They think they have to do this for your protection, for the betterment of society, for the greater good. Because if they don't do this, then you're we're just going to destroy ourselves. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, first of all, from an ev- evolutionary standpoint, uh, you know, taking out the fact that I am a Christian and believe in creationism, uh, taking that How aside. Dare How dare you? <laughs> right. Taking that aside and looking at just the evolutionary idea. Okay. If a species cannot survive and can't adapt and evolve, then they should die off because they are a weak link. They are, uh, uh, they're too expensive. They're, they're, it's a waste, right? All the Marxist ideas of if you're not a producer, then you're a consumer. And as such, you should be removed from, from society. Same thing. That, that, that's, that, that's, evolutionary, that's evolutionary thinking. Uh, if you're not a producer, if you don't evolve, if you don't adapt, then you should not exist. You will eventually die off. So as a human race, if we cannot evolve and adapt and, and advance ourselves and progress forward not in the progressive mindset, but actually progress forward, then yeah, we should die off. But the, the thing is, though, is you can argue that like the corporations, I mean, we know that the corporations are being leveraged at this point to take everybody's rights away and shut people off from society, right? So your conformity is actually causing what this is doing. So the elite can stand back and say, well, no, no, we just gave suggestions. That's all we did. We just gave suggestions. And then if the companies wanted to follow that, then uh, that's their prerogative. No, you have the companies that you've compromised over the course of several decades. If you track who these companies are, they're in bed with all of them, every last one of them. But yeah, it's, it's to the coercion. companies. It is, but it's to the company's demise. The companies themselves, the corporations, you're being deceived as well. You have to understand that. You're being deceived as well. You're not going to get some fat cat seat at that table. Your company's not going to get uh, head of uh, you know whatever in, in some stakeholder meeting. They're going to kill you too. Do you understand? Now, whether that's physically, which I believe it will be, but financially, profit, all your profits, all that's going to go away. You're going to sanction the people that are actually going to spend money to keep your business afloat, while in reality you say, well, we're reopening because uh, we want to reopen the safe way and keep everybody safe, when in reality, those are the people that are going to die. Those are the people that are going to fall to the wayside because they're going to keep getting jabbed over and over and over again. And they're going to be dead from toxicity. Your business will go under if you sanction unvaccinated people. Do you understand me? They don't. The businesses don't because they say, "Okay, well, we're going to go along with it because we just want to stay open. You're in a catch 22, just like we are. You're in a catch 22. If you don't implement those things. But see, it's it's up to you. But if you don't do it, then we're going to fine you up to seven hundred thousand dollars per incident. See, it's your choice to do what you want to do. It's just like the jab, right? That's what's interesting about all this. No matter how it's, you slice it, it's coercion. I mean, it's either the sides. elite coercing the... Yeah, it's either the elite coercing the companies or the companies uh, coercing... Or even the government's coercing the, the individual, the, the, the people. Uh, I mean, they're, they're doing the same thing to the military, law enforcement, medical. Like, they're doing it everywhere. So now they're going to have um, the, the ones that are left in the military, the law enforcement and uh, medical fields, all, all the major uh, fields. The only ones that are going to be left in there are the ones that are comply. Mm-hmm. The, the ones that, that are... Remains, that remains to be seen how long they're actually going to be around. Because the numbers that we're seeing of people that are falling from this thing now, I mean, like I said, they're not going to be able to hide it much longer. But what are you going to do? What are you going to replace them with? Who are you going to replace them with? What, AI? 
robots. That's, that is where things, that's where it's left. Like I, the, the, it's, it's a big question mark in all of this because all the, like, if all the data that we're seeing is accurate and, and the, the, the stuff that the doctors are saying are accurate, that, that worked on these mRNAs, what, what's going to happen? It's going to be all the, the, it's going to be all the free thinkers that are going to be left. It's all, all the critical thinkers, yeah. the ones that the rebellious ones, that's all, that's yeah. what's going to be left. You're not going to have law enforcement. You're not going to have uh, a military. You're, you're going to be short staffed on your, your medical. You're going to be short staffed for a bunch of businesses. I mean, and there's effectively, nothing. There's nothing standing in the way at that point. There is no buffer anymore, not just for the elites, but for their underlings, the politicians. There's no buffer for them anymore. The people will go after them. The only thing I can figure is the ones that are directly protecting them, if you will, or in their direct contact. They're not actually taking these vaccines. They're none just getting a. None of them are. Yeah, they're, they're not. Yeah, none, none of them are. Yeah. And that, that's kind of what I'm wondering if that's what's going on is it's just the, the ones that are actually taking it are us, the, the, the average person and the ones that, uh, well, and, and law enforcement, because let's be honest, the military and law enforcement, uh, the, those tend to lean a little bit more conservative in the idea of America. They, 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 and what I mean by that is not conservative in the sense of a, a Republican or Democrat, but conservative in the sense of foundational principles, libertarianism, or just get the government out of the way, leave us alone, that kind of basic mentality, uh, tolerance, you know, those kind of things that used to be preached by the Democrats, but apparently they didn't believe in it. Yeah, the, the, those kind of ideas. Um, but those are problematic people. So I, this, this is all, I'm, I'm confused by all of this. I you're, think you're killing moving. off your base, but yeah, at the same time, they're, they're moving too fast. It's, it's not, it's not plausible or it's not feasible, like you said, for them to, to continue on this path because the system that they want to replace it with, let, let's be honest, the system they want to replace it with are those uh, Boston dynamic bipedal robots that are controlled by the AI. That's what they want to replace it with, but the system's not ready yet. We're still a few years away from that. And at the rate they're moving, they're not going to have that in place in time. They want a bunch of robots in there that can't say no. They want everybody else gone. Uh, this is just my just my guess here. They want everybody else gone, and they want to be the only ones left, but they want a bunch of pet robots? I mean, that that's my guess. Mm, I, I, I don't... I, I think they want a people to rule. I still think they want a people to rule. So I'm... Maybe... Maybe... Here, I'll throw out a little tinfoil... Tinfoil hat here. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so what if the idea of just getting as many people vaccinated as possible, right? It's not a matter of who's going to be left in the sense of just uh, free thinkers or or just thin the population out. Because here's the thing. Every person has a breaking point. Every single person has a breaking point. Some is greater than others. Typically, the free thinkers are probably going to be a little bit stronger in all of this than the, the snowflakes, the ones that are complying. Right. Because. They, their, their red line, uh, well, it technically was crossed. They, they were more concerned about their livelihood or their life or whatever than their principles. So they, they gave in more easily. So with that in mind, it's just a matter of breaking people. Okay, so you have society collapses, okay? Food's difficult to get. Uh, safety is not guaranteed. Healthcare is difficult uh, or non-existent. All the stuff that you're used to that you enjoy now is gone. Now you're having to rely on supply drops or you're having to rely on growing your own food or going out and getting it. Well, we just so happen to have this elite that come in, you know, after you've dealt with a, maybe a year of this or something, then you have the elite 
swoop in and say, hey, we got all these automated automated systems. We've got New York, uh, for example, that w- they go in with hedge funds and buy up all the places and everything. We've got this is what they're these, doing now. Yeah. We've got these apartment complexes and, and grocery stores and all this kind of stuff. We got some farming, uh, you know, greenhouses and all this that are run by robots. Everything's Bubble run cities. and maintained by robots. Bubble cities. But all you have to do is take this ID, uh-huh. this, this, this identification. It'll have your banking. It'll have everything all right there in, in tied with it. And we have some simple rules you have to live by. And you can come in and you'll have food and you'll have shelter and safety and all these things that you've been missing out on for six months to a year or whatever. I mean, perfect storm, right? It is. Yeah. I mean, there's your there's your social credit, right? In full swing. That's what that would be. The latest term now is being called by Politico, which is a uh, well, it is a left wing outlet, but it was just bought by a German conservative media outlet. So it remains to be seen what kind of changes are coming there. Uh, But they're still putting out uh, things like this vaccine rebels. You hear this rebels. Yeah, you're a rebel now. If you don't want to take the vaccine, you're a rebel vaccine rebels. I just like to clear something up. Someone just asked me about 15 minutes ago. Uh, didn't you say you were fully vaccinated? I said, yeah, I am. They said, okay, so I thought you said you weren't going to get the vaccine. I said, I didn't. They said, but you said you were fully vaccinated. I said, yeah, I am fully vaccinated. The COVID-19 shot is not a vaccine. Then they got it. It's not. It's not. We've been talking about that. Mm -hmm. It's well, to clarify by today's definition of vaccine, uh, it is a vaccine, but so is a vitamin supplement. So, I mean... But three weeks ago, it was not a vaccine (laughs) because they had to change the definition of it. Vaccine rebels vow to paralyze Italy over incoming COVID passport. They are going to introduce COVID passports in Italy starting tomorrow or today, if you're listening to us. The entire workforce is required by law to show which none of these are laws. This is not a law. This is just some uh, some BS edict that they hand down. This is not a law. They're doing it under all this is being done under a, a state of emergency and, and everything because they had to act. They didn't have time to think you're going to be required to show proof of vaccination or a negative test from Friday. The Italians are now being told everyone in the workforce, everyone will have to be vaccinated or you will lose your job. That's what they're telling people. The entire country. They're saying that the workforce has 23 million people. This is the mainstream, okay? The workforce has 23 million people, and there's 2 million that haven't had the vaccine. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. Not coming out of the mainstream media. No. I think that number is a whole hell of a lot higher than that. Italy's introducing the strictest rules in Europe from Friday in an attempt to nudge vaccine the vaccine hesitant. You hear this? The vaccine hesitant. <laughs> The vaccine right. hesitant into getting the shot and preventing further lockdowns this winter. It's your fault if you if you don't go out and do it. It's your fault. No. Uh, somebody hacked uh, just just on a side note. Somebody hacked a uh, somebody hacked the train in France. Check this out, Bruce. You obey so that the lockdown stops, but it is because you obey that it continues. Someone hacked the train in France. The little signs that scroll across. That's what it is because you can't get on a train in France without a vaccine passport. So see. I think that the free thinkers, the critical thinkers, you see, here's how it's going to be. And I know this is an inconvenient truth. This is how it's going to be. The free thinkers are going to control the future. That's what's going to happen. Because this type of nonsense, you're not going to be able to continue this. Now, we're going to have some upheaval. That's coming. We're going to have some upheaval. We're going to have the whole energy crisis that they're talking about. We're going to have supply chain shortages. But all that's going to do is it's going to further their collapse. They might have their little bubble city that Bruce is talking about. They might have that. But it's going to be a little pocket of failure somewhere, just like it was in East Berlin. That's what it'll be. 
you'll have a starving, desperate, dying population in there, desperate for whatever you can give them. But it's going to be just like the streets of LA. It's going to be ridden with drugs and crime and everything else. They won't be able to turn it into some communist utopia that they want. It won't happen. Every single time they've tried to implement something like this throughout history, it has failed miserably. And the elites and their families have paid the price for it. And they will again. They will again. Prince Charles himself said it. He said, we must pull every lever at our disposal because we will not get another chance at this. You're right, Prince. You won't. This is it for you. You have chosen. So the uh, the vaccine hesitance, <laughs> this is an attempt to get the, to, excuse me, to nudge the vaccine hesitant into getting the shot and prevent further lockdowns this winter, which could stymie the Prime Minister Mario Draghi's plans for full economic revival after seeing a 6% growth this year. First of all, where are you getting 6% growth? That economy has been shut down for over a year. Mario Draghi, do you know who Mario Draghi is? He's a former exec for the European Central Bank. Why is he in there as, a, as the leader of uh, Italy? Why, why is he in there? They threw the last guy out because he wouldn't stop this garbage. So this guy gets elected? Come on. They just threw out the, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Coors? They just threw out Coors down there in, uh, uh, down there in Austria. Bruce, do you recognize this? Right? There, there's Coors right here. Okay. You see who he's shaking hands with? Hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Our favorite uh, Nazi. Yeah. Shaking hands with dear old Klaus there. Mm-hmm. Now, Coors was, he had, a, he had some kind of an issue. There was something that just came up as a corruption thing, but he said he was going to resign immediately, but it wasn't because of the corruption. Could that be because he was told to resign? Maybe. I don't know. And then, of course, we saw the woman yesterday who was a member of his party, I believe, who collapsed at the podium in the parliament. Yeah. Yeah. We saw that. So see, all of these people, all of these people, they're all compromised. The Czech prime minister, Czech Republic prime minister, he's out. I guess they're calling on him to to, to step down. So he's going to go. They'll replace him with somebody else. See, they're in the process now of changing out. Think of this like, because we're in the middle of World War III. This is a war. Make no mistake about that. Think of this like uh, they're changing out their field marshals. That's what they're doing. They're changing out their, their battalion commanders at each front. You can't get the job done. That's fine. We're going to replace you. And then they'll make a call and they'll get someone else in there last minute without elections. That's what they're doing because they don't care about your elections anymore. They're calling for a full audit of the German elections today in all 11 states. They're calling for a full audit. Something's wrong. They found discrepancies in all the areas, which (laughs) I mean, anybody with a half a brain knows that that election was decided before it ever took place. It popped up on the we saw the thing. It popped up on the German mainstream media two days before the vote even happened. We saw what the final outcome was going to be. It was what, a half a percent off? Come on. Come on. You people can't even get it together. You can't even get it together. Or are there cracks inside the system? Are there people in these networks that are trying to do the right thing by putting things out? I'm just asking the question. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just asking. Now, see, according to Politico, back to the uh, the Italian thing, according to Politico, there is a poll out that suggests that a majority of Italians are in favor of the vaccine passports. They're in favor of that. There are still 3.8 million unvaccinated workers. Many of, Now, Bruce, you, you saw the... Uh, you saw the video I played for you last night of, you know, those those trucks, they all they all broke down in the port. And it just so happened that all the cranes broke down on the docks of where they were going to unload all that cargo. They, they just they didn't work. So obviously, I mean, you couldn't couldn't have anybody working. So it was it was right when they were talking about the vaccine passports, all the truck drivers and all the workers just decided to stop. They're saying that a majority of these 3.8 million unvaccinated workers work in strategic sectors and public services such as ports, trucking, healthcare, 
and law enforcement, and they'll all, you see they'll all be unable to work if they don't have the uh, the vaccine. They, if if they don't have it, they'll be unable to work. Um, my question is this: three point eight million people. Why do you care if it's so dangerous and deadly and contagious and it's going to kill people? Why do you care? Why do you care? Why do you care so much? That right there, that point in and of itself should concern you. Even if you're a vaccinated person and you've woken up and you realize that you've been deceived, even if you're one of these people, hell, even if you're somebody that is that is not fully awakened, but you still know that there's something wrong because you're still having to wear a mask when you go into a business, even though you're double vaccinated and they don't care, you still have to wear a mask into your place of employment because they don't care, that kind of thing. Even if you're one of these people, the mere fact that they are talking about going after another group of people, that in and of itself, no matter what it is, no matter if it's about a vaccine or I don't care, basketball, it doesn't matter. The mere fact that they're talking about going after another group of people, that should concern you deeply. But it doesn't. It doesn't. I've never seen or read or studied about any kind of mass psychosis like this. I've never seen anything like this. The fact that people are still paying attention to the mainstream media completely baffles me. And the fact that people think that the medical system is still the medical system, you are sorely mistaken. This is not the 1980s. This is not the 1970s. These are not your grandmother's and your grandfather's vaccines. This is a new world that we're in. With a combination of absentees, strikes and protests planned to block motorways and shut down ports, unions are warning of shortages of raw materials, fuel and food and likely disruption to essential public services such as garbage collection. The symbol of rebellion, (laughs) you hear this? The symbol of rebellion has become the strategically vital port of Trieste, where workers, only 40% of whom are vaccinated, have announced a shutdown until the government calls off the new rules. You know, shutting these things down, is that actually going to do anything? Is that is that actually going to solve any problems or is it is it a way to wake up the masses? You're going to put pressure on the people to respond to the government. Is that it? That's the only thing I can surmise here, because I support people that walk away no matter what it might cause, like the Southwest Airlines pilots and and flight attendants and all the rest of them. I support them walking away, but that's going to cause other problems. And that's what people are not prepared to deal with are other problems because everyone's too concerned about, uh, am I going to am I going to get to see my football game this week? Am I going to get my cold beer? People still aren't wise to the fact that when they go to the store right now and you don't see something on the shelf that you would normally buy and you say, oh, well, that's all right. I'll just come back next week and they'll have it next time I come in. And it's still not there. And you don't understand why. They're starting. I think people are starting to realize, though, because the um, wholesale prices have risen nearly 10 percent here in the u.s the inflation so people are people, feeling yeah. it yeah yeah they're gonna, they're it's gonna starting feel to trickle it down yeah yeah some of the dock workers uh and the excuse me some of the dock workers port workers truckers uh they all got together and uh the person who was the spokesman of the group had this to say forget christmas presents and say goodbye to the economic recovery uh that's a port worker uh he told an italian newspaper la Repubblica. The paralysis of ports and trucks carrying foreign goods, particularly in the run-up to the holiday season, will force international leaders to put pressure on Draghi's government. Sir, you're wishing upon a shooting star with that one. They're not going to care. They don't care at this point. I wish they did. I wish somebody did. I I really do. I wish somebody in, in, in these governments, is there not one person? I asked this question earlier this week. Is there not one Is there not one voice of dissent like uh, MP Craig Kelly down in Australia? He's the only voice of dissent that I've seen more than once. The only one. 
Now, I understand that John Adams spoke on the matter of always stand on principle, even if you stand alone. I respect that. But my God, should we have more than one? Is there more than one? Anybody that speaks up in the political system, they're shut down, ostracized, banned, removed, and replaced immediately. Any voice of dissent is shut off. That should concern you more than anything else. After the independent body with oversight on industrial action declared a strike at the port illegal, on Thursday I see it's illegal to strike. You can't strike. You can't pro Just like you can't protest, that's illegal. You can stay locked in your house by order of Dan Andrews in Victoria, South Australia, but uh, you can't protest. That's illegal. That, that's illegal. You can't do that. It's, it's legal for them to lock you up, but it's illegal for you to go out and protest and say you don't agree with it. You can't do that. Just like this. Um, well, it's legal for us to tell you that we're going to fire you and we're going to uh, we're going to threaten your livelihood and take away your job if you don't take this experimental. Uh, quite frankly, it's a euthanasia shot, which we're being told to take. But the ones that are coming into the countries, which, by the way, the ports are open for them. No, they don't have to take it. They get ivermectin. They get sent on their way. Maybe that's who they're going to replace it with. Yeah, this is what the governor of New York said. They're going to replace all the workers with uh, with immigrants. Because if you remember the Great Reset, Agenda 2030, today's refugees are tomorrow's CEOs. True. Yeah, that's true. So maybe that's maybe that's their plan is they're going to use uh, the illegals that are um, pushing the border now that are coming in, the Haitians and whatnot. Uh, by the way, it. it and it, a side note in this, uh, the, the recent caravan that's coming up from Haiti, uh, the, the, the Haitians are saying the 60, they, um, yeah, they, they, they're saying they're going to, um, if you stand in their way, they're going to use warfare to, to push through. In other words, they're threatening violence. Okay. Um, um, well, I'm sorry. There's only one, one response to that. That's an invasion by any stretch of the imagination or by any account, as far as I'm concerned, that's an yeah, invasion. But, but to my point on that. Um, let's just say they get in and, uh, which, which, uh, side of the aisle gives them free stuff and which side of the aisle they more likely to side with because of that free stuff. Yeah. But here's now, the problem. They're, they're out of stuff. But if you can convince them that you have stuff and if you just do these things, basically what I'm getting at is these that are coming in have no qualm with violence. They've lived in a very violent area. What if this is their new... Well, it would follow. If they're, yeah, if they're following the uh, which that's what it's designed to do. But if they're following the trend of how civilizations rise and fall, then this is it. Like they, they will collapse civilization in on itself and everything will restart. Everything will restart. But it will be it, like that. That's going to take that's going to take a millennia to establish to like reestablish itself because it's just going to be a mess. Uh, you're going to have to go through like the whole I'm not going to get into the, like the steps of how civilizations form, but you have like mixtures, gestation periods, and uh, then you have like adaptations and you have to go through certain steps in order to build yourself back up. The ones that are coming in and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not knocking them for it, but two thirds of the world, let's just be honest here. Let, let's just let's lump everything in here. Two thirds of the planet don't even have running water. They don't even have electricity. They don't have flushing toilets. They don't even know that things like toilet paper even exist. And that goes along. And that's that's not a bash at them. That's just how far we've advanced. We have been able to eradicate all of these things like disease and uh, and plagues and all the rest of it because we have built ourselves quality infrastructure and we have developed waste and sanitation services. That has a tremendous amount to do with eliminating death and disease. These people that come in, they come from places of the world where they haven't advanced to that point yet, so they don't know that these things exist. You're going to bring them in to run that infrastructure? That's not going to work. That, that's just not going to work. 
I guess that's the case for automation, though, isn't it? That's what it is. I saw an article the other day of this, and this is this is what you were talking about. Afghan refugees, because we brought in a whole bunch of them because of the fall of Afghanistan into all Western nations. Afghan refugees, these are specifically ones that were brought into the UK. They are demanding to be sent home after humiliating conditions that leave them upset. They're told to come to these countries. They're told to go into the West because you're going to get everything free and it's all going to be paid for. and You're going to have this lavish lifestyle. We're collapsing. We are collapsing. Now, somebody is carrying these messages to these NGOs in these foreign countries and telling them that someone's doing that or some group are doing that. Namely, I would say it's probably a good that I'd say a good a good place to start with that would be George Soros and his connection with companies like MasterCard and the United Nations. That's all documented. He does have deals with foundations and uh, the United Nations and MasterCard to be able to pay these people to come up. For example, we're being told the ones that are coming up from in this migrant caravan that's coming up through Central and South America, we're being told that that is 60,000 strong, right? That's what we're being told, 60,000 strong. Mm -hmm. And they're coming from Chile, correct? They're coming from Chile. At least a lot of them are coming from Chile. And -hmm. you see Mm -hmm. them walking through the jungle, the jungles of South America and the Amazon. You see them coming. I don't have to tell anybody. Do you know how difficult it is to just walk on a plain, flat road? You're walking through the jungle? Do you have any idea? And these are people. These are people that have brand new shoes. How are they getting new shoes every other day? How are they getting uh, Nike backpacks and uh, all these containers of food? And they've got beer bellies hanging off of them. They're holding their iPhones up over the uh, over the water there. How are they getting all of this stuff? That is not a starving population of people. You've got these people with masks pulled down to their chins, smoking cigarettes, walking through the jungles. If you're going to move 60,000 people and you're going to move them through the jungle, you're burning twice, as, if not three times as many calories per kilometer when you're moving through the jungle. And if you're moving through some really heavy stuff, you'll be lucky if you get a kilometer in a day. Who's feeding them? You're going to need hundreds of tons of food a day. Where are the food trucks that are following them? Where are they? Because those are not- photo op. Uh, It could have been a photo op, but still, you've got to have food for all those people. Burning a million calories amongst all of those people, that's nothing. Which, by the way, humans, we require about a million calories a year, individually, a year. If you do the math on it. Uh, Legitimately, I think what's going on is that was just a propaganda video that they were showing that, oh, these people are, if they're so downtrodden, they're having to go through the jungles to get here. And, oh, they're trying to pull on your heartstrings. What's Uh really going on is they're being uh, fed and clothed and they're being shipped down here in buses and whatnot. Um, It's not, it's not a, they're, they're, they're trying to. traipsing through the jungle or whatnot. By the time they got here, if they were going through the jungle, you wouldn't see the um, thick men and women that come across our border um, heavily overweight. And uh, no, you you wouldn't be seeing that. They would be in a much thinner shape. Yeah. And my point is, is that they're being told that this is the promised land that they're coming to. And then, of course, you've got the ones that are coming into the UK, places like the UK. They're like, this is terrible. We didn't come here for this. This is not what we were told. Who's telling them? Who's telling them to come here to the West that they're going to get all this free stuff? Go to the West. Everything's free. It's not. Afghans who recently arrived in the UK after fleeing the Taliban takeover have asked to be sent back. Operation Warm Welcome is what the UK called it. Warm Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Warm Welcome. Was launched by Boris Johnson on the 29th of August to help Afghan refugees arriving in the UK by providing support so they could rebuild their lives, find work, pursue education and integrate into their local communities. Yes, because that's worked so well. 
Okay, uh, rebuild their lives. How are you going to do that? They've been uprooted from their countries. Uh, find work. We're shut down because of COVID and these BS regulations that you've got in place. Pursue education. Well, I see that's okay because they're firing everybody to make room. That's what they're doing. Pursue education. How are you going to do that? The schools are all on virtual learning. And you got to be treated like a dog if you go into any of these places. And integrate into their local communities. Uh, is that more of the same like you have uh, in places of uh, Belgium, like uh, Mullenbeek or the no-go zones you have in London? Is that what it is where the crime rate's out of control, the, the shootings and the killings are happening every day because of your failed immigration policies? Uh, highly successful immigration policies. It, it, it yes. Is, yeah. That's exactly successful. what they want. Yeah. Highly yeah. successful. Advertisements. Over 7,000 have been given free accommodation in hotels with all meals and lodging paid for, as well as spending allowances. Where's that money coming from? We're broke. We're bankrupt. Where's that money coming from? Already some refugees have had enough. One doctor who has been working with the newly arrived Afghans for weeks, but who requested anonymity, said, I've had a few patients telling me they want to go home. One guy who was 67 kept saying, I can't take this anymore. I have to get out of this hotel room. Yeah, they see they're being told to stay in the hotel room. The doctor, an Afghan refugee who left the country in 2000. Yeah, he actually moved and integrated. This is before we had a massive uh, influx. That was when the Taliban were previously in power. Added that another said, I just want my freedom from the hotel. I had to put him on medication and his wife because they were so upset. A home office spokesman, a uh, home office spokesperson, excuse me, spokesperson, yeah. a home office spokesperson said the UK's biggest and fastest emergency evacuation in recent history helped over 15,000 people to safety and hotels remain a temporary measure to help accommodate those we brought here. It is going to take time to find permanent homes for everyone, but we're working urgently with our partners to do so. Okay. You're going to go through all of that trouble. We can put refugees, and I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying people that are not pursuing, or excuse me, fleeing political violence and all the rest of that stuff. We have a process for that. Not this uh, massive influx that. Well, we got to do it because we don't have time. We just have to do it. We have to act now. We don't have time to wait. That's been done with everything else, and it's destroyed us. And I'm not. I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here because it's not my country. But the UK government, you can come out and make a statement like that about fifteen thousand people that you pulled out of a country, you just uprooted and threw onto a plane. You probably didn't even vet them. I don't care what the mainstream media says. You brought them out of their country, put them into your country. You can set up all of these things for them. You can, you can set up how to rebuild their lives. You can set up a system for them to find work. You can set up a system for them to pursue education and integrate into their local communities. But you can't do anything about the veterans that you have sleeping rough on your streets every night. You can't do anything about that. You've got a program to deal with the people that you brought in, but you don't have a program to help your own people that are sleeping on the streets. That's a disgrace. That is a disgrace. That's the um, the point that I've talked about as well uh, in, in other podcasts that you, you have to make sure the home front is taken care of first before you can go out and help others. If you can't provide for your own people and help your own people, how are you going to go out and help others? Like if you, you're incapable of doing it on the home front, you're incapable of doing it anywhere else. It, it just makes no sense. And they go on to say that their aim is to support everyone who's resettled here to build a successful life in the UK and that we're working around the clock to provide wraparound support to families that include uh, this includes working closely with local authorities across the UK to ensure everyone temporarily accommodated in the hotels has access to essential provisions, healthcare, education, and universal credit. Again, we can't do this for the people that you have sleeping on your streets. You can't do anything to reach down and give them a hand up, not a hand out, a hand up. That's what they need. They need a hand up. They don't need a hand out. 
And I'm not, like I said, it's, it's not my country. I hope I'm not speaking out of turn. All of our English listeners, that's not what I mean. But we have the same problem in America, albeit on a much, much, much larger scale. So I feel I feel what you're going through over there. Uh, it's a failure of government, any way you look at it. Any way you look at it. All right, let's um, let's let's switch up here for the last part. I, I'm I'm done with COVID. Did you know that China said they're going to go back on their climate deals? They're not going to follow that anymore. They're not going to follow their uh, their targets. At least from their latest announcement, they say that they're not going to look at doing their cap emissions by 2030. See, they're not going to follow your deal to the uh, to the crackpots down there in Davos. They're they're not going to follow your deal. You thought you could make a deal with them? No, they used you because you're fools. You don't understand who you're doing business with. They will gut you like a wild animal, the Chinese Communist Party. Don't think that they won't. That's who they are. They're gangsters, the Chinese Communist Party. Well, all Communist Party members, they're gangsters. The inter-party elites, that's what they are. They're not communists. They don't believe in that. They never did. It's the same thing with the National Socialists. They were Marxists. Were they actually socialists? Were they actually national? So no, no, they were thugs and lunatics and psychopaths. That's all they were. They didn't believe in Nazism. They were insane sycophants. That's all they were. They were run by some idealistic nut job who spent more time with that quack doctor of his getting cocaine injections every day. I mean, my God, quite frankly, I think that's what some of these people down there in Davos are doing. They're, they're following these quack doctors down there and getting cocaine injections. I mean, look at some of this stuff that's coming out now. It's ridiculous. You know something? I think that you know, I told you, I said yesterday, I said Gates has been, or day before, I don't know. You remember I said that Gates has been tasked with the things that he does? The whole vaccine thing and depopulation, that's Gates' job. So he's tasked with that. This is all being run by and quarterbacked by the central banks and, and the finance institutions. Soros' job is to run the NGOs to bring in the replacement population, right? He can partner with the United Nations and the financial firms in order to do that. MasterCard has an unlimited amount of currency and, and credit issued by the central banks. So they have enough money to keep that and keep that scheme going there. Gates is tasked with dealing with getting rid of the native population. Soros is tasked with bringing in their replacements. That's the deal here. In my best estimate, that's what's going on. Klaus Schwab, his job is to facilitate what the new society is going to look like. That's his job. That's not his actual something that he's done spontaneously. The man's being paid to stand up there and do it. There's no other excuse for it. Like I said, if he wasn't being bankrolled by somebody that had a vested interest in it, he'd be a failure professor in some university somewhere, teaching to 50 kids who didn't give a damn. And he'd probably be living off pittance that he would get from failed book sales. So you're oh, naivete. No, we're not surprised. But they're with naivete. China. What's that? I said with China. With China, no. Decisions. No, of course not. But the, the Western elite's naivete is what's led him to this point. You thought that you could get into bed with these people over there, extort their population with the cheap labor, and you were going to get something sweet out of the deal, too. You were going to get China to menace the West, to shut us down. You were going to get to build your perfect society, and the Chinese were going to play along. They'll play along for a little while. That's what they do. The Soviet Union played along for a little while with us, didn't they, during the Second World War? They played along. They played along nice. We supplied them. Yeah, the Lend-Lease program. Take a look at that. They played along. Hey, we've got a common problem. We've got this uh, we've got this insane out of control guy that's marching across Europe. Well, he's probably going to take over the world if we don't stop him. And Stalin said, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we're well, yeah, he, he double crossed us. We had a deal with him, but uh, he double crossed us. Yeah, we're gonna have to shut him down. When in reality, he was a creation of the same banks that we're dealing with now. That's where he got a lot of his money. But in the end, what happened? The Soviet Union turned on the West, didn't they? They turned on the United States and its allies. Then the Cold War ensued. Same thing's going to happen here. I don't think the elite were naive in this. I don't think... So the, the politicians 
Because I, I think there's multiple classes of politicians. For example, Nancy Pelosi, she's more of uh, the head of what's going on, right? She's more, mm-hmm. she's higher up in the hierarchy of politicians. Yeah. You have other ones in there like AOC. She's not a leader in all of this. She's, she's essentially a, a suit or a, a glove, if you will. She just does as she's told, a puppet. Like Biden, he's, he's just a puppet. Those ones, I think, were uh, duped in this. Uh, and not necessarily duped. I think they seen what was going on, what was going to happen, what was happening. It, but they were making money in the process and they were promised to be made money in the process or, or uh, you know, retain their power, whatever it is, whatever, whatever their their vice was. That's what they were promised. I think that's more likely what was going on. And the, the, the higher ups in the hierarchy there for the, the politicians, they knew what was going on. They knew what the intention was. They fully intended for Western culture to collapse. It's a, the Marxist idea, right? The, the, you reform, reforge society as it's collapsing. You know, you use that, that, that fire that you create to, to reshape society. Kind of what they're doing, right? They're, they're screwing over society, causing so much turmoil and, and an uproar. Uh, manufacturing, uh, distribution... Uh, we had the riots last year, the pandemic, your, your livelihood's going down, prices are going up, taxes are going up. You're going to end up owning nothing and being happy about it. Um, the only way I can think, think of that you're going to be happy about it, by the way, this is a side note, kind of a bunny trail, is they're going to tax you out of oblivion or into oblivion if you own something. And if you don't own it, you're just renting it, you, you, you get this huge discount, basically. I'm kind of wondering if it's going to be something like that. Uh, I mean, because I, I can't think of any other way you're going to like not owning anything. It doesn't make any sense. But back to my uh, point, I think the elite, the highest, the higher ups in the elite hierarchy knew what was going on. They knew what the their intentions were with China, uh, with China doing the deals there, uh, empowering China. They knew it would cause turmoil globally eventually because the Chinese would would stab them in the back because. I mean, that's what history showed. If, if you were keeping up with what, what's happened in China over the last, what, three, 4,000 years, it's been constant war, basically. So I, I think they, were, they, they knew they were predicting it to happen. It was a time bomb. And then they were going to use that to try to create their own utopia, quote unquote. Well, the problem is, is that now that now China's collapsing, that's the red herring right there. You notice the mainstream media is saying absolutely nothing about that. Nothing. Because, well, the mainstream media, we all know who they've been bought off by, or excuse me, <laughs> I say that enhanced by. So they're not saying anything about what's happening in China. Nothing. We're hearing it from a couple of sources that are private. We're hearing it from a couple of sources uh, from like Russian media and a few other Eastern European uh, outlets. And that's really about it. No one's really talking about that. Not even the Chinese state media. They're not even hinting at anything like that. Their financial system is about to collapse. Their harvest failed. I did hear, I heard yesterday that China's harvest, this comes from somebody that is in New Zealand who is Chinese, who immigrated from China. Of course, they still know people in China that are in the government there. Their harvest is about 40%, between 40 and 50%. Now, if you do the math on that, 1.3 billion people, that's a lot of hundreds of millions that are going to start starving really soon. The word on the insiders of the feds, or excuse me, the feds, the, um, the investors on Wall Street is you're going to see a financial collapse of China somewhere around the second quarter of 2022. That's the call right now. That's just speculation, but that's a real deal. We're also seeing other things. 
you and I saw video last night that's not really released or not really circulating. We saw video last night of them relieving some pressure from Three Gorges. Three Gorges is the largest dam they have in the country. If that thing breaks, then that's sayonara to uh, that. Well, the world supply line's finished. Uh, it's finished. Uh, not only that, I think at that point, I think the Chinese Communist Party would be finished because I'm not sure there's any way for them to recover from that. I, I really don't know. But we saw them releasing water, and I've never seen quite anything like that. That was pretty horrendous. And I also heard, well, we, we also heard last night, and this was a number that was unknown to us. China has about nine, was it like 94,000 dams in their country? 94,000. 94, 96, something like that. 94, yeah. 94 to 96,000. That's a lot. Anything, yeah. 90,000, that's a lot of dams. That's a lot of dams. And a lot of them are poorly maintained. They're old. And they are under a lot of pressure because of all the rain. Uh, another typhoon just hit there yesterday. Again, not really talked about. I saw videos of it this morning. It was pretty horrendous. But this is a real thing. This is a real thing. China's in a lot of trouble. And if you've got their financial system is about to collapse, you've got the supply line that they broke with COVID shutdowns last year. I mean, they did some irrevocable damage to their supply line. Do you remember when they had for like uh, two and a half months, they had all those container ships out there just bobbing around? in the ocean. They, they wouldn't offload them. So they thought by restarting their economies, having the Western co economies shut down, we're still shut down. We're under heavy regulations and sanctions because of COVID passports that make no sense. We're being sanctioned. We're still shut down. They thought they could leapfrog the world and have an 11.5% growth rate in 12 months and everybody else were taking hits. Well, it didn't work. It didn't quite restart the way they wanted it to restart. So you've got that happening. You've got their energy problem because they sanctioned Australian coal and they sent it back. Then they said, OK, we're going to need that coal back. So that's hurt their problem. They've got rolling blackouts now. They're coming out saying they're dumping the um, uh, their climate targets in 2030 and 2050 and all the way up into 2060. They say, well, because of our energy crisis, we're going to have to dump all that and get rid of all that. Uh, we're going to have to do new ex new exploration and, and all the rest of it. We're going to have to do all that. So they're going back on that deal. China's going to have to go on to a war footing. This is why you're seeing the stuff with uh, with Taiwan spin up. Every single time in history, every single time in history, whenever you have problems at home, when you have a large country like this, whenever you have problems at home, they always stir up something in foreign affairs. It always happens. So if China goes on to a war footing now, all resources, all food, everything you can think of will be diverted to the war effort. Yeah, that's how it goes. Everything will be rationed. Then they have the justification to ration things and they can get the Chinese population to go along with it. Oh, we're in the middle of a war. We're fighting for you. We're fighting for you. Our, our men, they're fighting for you. Our People's Liberation Army, it's for the Chinese people. You have to make the sacrifice with us. That's how it works. So China's going to go on to a war footing. They have to. They have to. We are in the beginning of World War III. It is here. It is here. Now, how bad this is going to get out of control, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't have any, any words for that. Not yet, because, uh, I mean, as far as the way that everything is transpiring here in the West with these insane psychopaths that we have running things, as far as I'm concerned, as Prince Charles said, everything's on the table. Every lever is at their disposal. They will pull whatever they need to pull. But I can tell you this, as far as Western countries go, with the current, <laughs> I'm saying this facetiously, with the current cream of the crop that we have running things, we're in real trouble if we don't get rid of these people and we don't get rid of these people really damn fast.
All right, uh, we're going to have to go. We're out of time. So uh, thanks for being here. All right, for those of you not signed up to our Telegram page, get over there and get signed up to us. Uh, we will be on our exclusive podcast tomorrow. So uh, get signed up to us there so you get that extra content a couple of days early. You also get access to our news feed as well as our comments section as well. Drop a comment in there. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us another way, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we'd appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcast. Also, if you're rating podcasts, you give us a rating when you get a chance. We'd appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that'll do it for today and this week. So thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great weekend.